Shalom to everyone. In this week's Parsha, Parshas Vayera, we all are familiar with the famous episode that Avram Avinu is waiting right outside of his tent after the third day after he had the bris milah, and his and we know that's the peak of pain that a person has at three days after the bris milah, as Chazal teaches us this, and because of that, Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't want him to worry about having guests. And hence, he ensured that the the sun would be very strong and pe- there won't be any bypassers, so that Avram Avinu won't need to be toreach, to work hard, to have guests over and to take care of them. And that's the Pasuk. Pasuk says, yashav Avram Avinu, despite that he was in such pain, despite the fact that the sun was out, and very strong, he still sat outside looking for guests. The Gemara in Bava Metziah Adaf Peivav explains that since Hashem saw the Fishirau Mitzta'er, Hashem saw that he was that Avram Avinu was pained, he was Mitzta'er, that there were no guests coming. Shelo Yorchim Ba'im Hevia Malachim Alav Bitmut Malachim. So he brought. Angels that appeared to be like uh, like Arabs to come, so that he will be able to fulfill the mitzvah of having guests, the mitzvah of the chesed of having guests over. So I saw brought down by Rabbi Shloime Heyman the following two questions. Question number one: One has to understand how can it be that the Gemara says that Avraham Avinu was pained and upset for the fact that there were no guests. We know that the whole mitzvah of having guests, a person only is required to perform this mitzvah only when it comes comes to you. Like you see people that need a place to stay. But there's no chiv, there's no really real requirement to look after guests to come to you. If they come to you, then you should have them. I would add to this question myself that if anything, Avram Avinu should be happy that there aren't people that need a place right now. Because when people need a place, on a certain level, they're in pain because they need water, they need food, they need a place to sleep. So they're feeling, they're not feeling so good. So Avram Avinu should be happy that there aren't people in the world right now, at least in his in his area, that are that are pain that are in pain and need help. So why was he upset? Question number two. And even if he really was upset because he wasn't getting the opportunity to fulfill this mitzvah, what did Hashem help by making him think virtually that he's performing the mitzvah? Obviously, the mitzvah of having guests is of having guests and not of having angels. HaKadosh Baruch knew they were angels. So what does it help? As they say in Hebrew, Mahu ilu chachamim betakanatam. What did it help that, that Hashem brought the angels to him. If it was people, I understand. But, what is this, a fake mitzvah? What's going on over here? So one could answer, no, it's not a fake mitzvah, but we see from here, at least Avram Avin will feel like he did the mitzvah and it makes Avram feel good. And HaKadosh Buhu also gives us credit even when we have the correct thoughts. So even if it didn't, whatever we wanted to do, we didn't bring it to fruition. But the fact that we wanted to give tzedakah and then the poor person suddenly ran away, Hashem still gives us credit for it. But still, the question remains better than the answer. 
So from this, Rav Shloim Heyman says a beautiful, Yisod, a beautiful idea that I think we can take a lot from. He says, let's not forget the context of where we're holding. Avram Avinu was the leader of the Jewish people. There are many people around him, or the, the, whoever lived at that time around him in their tents, that followed steps and learnt from every move of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu realized that his tafkid, his mission in life is to affect the people around him. And every time he had guests, it was a whole show. He, everyone saw how he treated them in the best way. We know what the Parsha talks about. He gave them the best of the best, the tongue of the of the meat, the best of the meat, everything. And he made sure to give them everything. And by him doing that, it had a ripple effect on people. People were like, wow, this is how you do chesed. This is what chesed is all about. Through the chesed, he ensured that the guests realized that Hashem runs the world and what it is to say a bracha and to thank Hashem. And this is what Avram Avinu realized was his responsibility, his tough kid in life. And he wanted to ensure he meets that. So when he didn't see guests, it's not just a matter of, oh no, I'm not able to do the mitzvah of having guests. It's a lot more than that. In Avram Avinu's mind, it's, oh no, I'm missing today. Today is going to waste. I'm not going to be able to have the ripple effect on all my followers and perhaps even gain more followers going in the ways of Hashem. And therefore he was upset. And if we say that, then the second question is also answered. Why? Because by having, by sending angels, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu sending him angels, that too, although it might not really give him the mitzvah of having guests, because they're not really guests, they're angels. However, the second and more important idea that Avram wanted to accomplish, or mitzvah we can call it, the ripple effect of what it is, the whole show of having guests and what comes out of it, that Avram Avinu could do even if there was angels. And hence, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent him the angels. That's what Rav Shlomo Heyman wants to be mechadish in this beautiful idea. And I want to end with two stories that are related to this. One, Rav Davidovich, uh, Rav in our neighborhood, I think I quoted him once in the past. I have a share with him once a week. So he said that he he saw that it was a Yisoyed that's known, and I think I spoke about it in the past, that we always have to remember, no matter what we do, everything has a ripple effect, for good or for bad. And hence, we have to be careful. with it. No matter what we do, you don't know who sees you. You say a good word to someone, you have no idea what a ripple effect and a positive effect it can have on the person you're giving encouragement. You're seeing a kid, you're saying to him, Hi, how are you doing? Wow, such a great job. You're learning so nicely. You're doing such nice acts of chesed. And a person goes upstairs to the... And the judges him and suddenly sees, Wow. I, I didn't learn this. I didn't create such a big mifal uh, shel chesed, a factory of chesed. And they said, you're right, but you did in a way, because your good word that you told the person that started doing this, you said, wow, you're doing such a great job. And that gave him motivation and energy to, to continue. So you had a big part of what he accomplished. As opposed to chas v'shalom, a person that always always is negative, he's always judgmental, and he says... Ah, don't don't spend your time. You might as well not do that. You're gonna waste your time. So because of that person, maybe he 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 stopped the whole 
the whole mahalach, the process of someone starting to build something very good for HaKadosh Bohu. So he brought down this story that of Shlomo Kluger, he was a huge Talmud Chacham. He wrote around 60 books in Kisveyad with his handwriting. Not everything has been brought today and written in books, but we have a lot of his books. And he was an orphan from both parents he didn't have. And the Magid Midubna took him into his house. And after the Magid Midubna passed away, he came back to someone in a dream. And he said, wow, I, ca- I just want you to know that I, when I got upstairs, they told me, wow, you, you had a big chilek in 60 books. And that's because he was in his house growing up. Now, why am I saying this idea? Because this is the same ripple effect. We're talking about the Avraham Avinu realized that every time he, ha- he has people over, he can have such an effect, an awesome effect on the people around him, on his followers, on the people that see how he how he has people over, how he's being so nice to them, and it reflects that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, and also Avraham Avinu made sure they made bracha, they made blessings. He taught them how logically only makes sense that Hashem created the world, and He runs the world. And this is how a person is supposed to behave, because we're in the, in the image of Hashem, etc., etc. And this, I think, will also, uh, I want to end with a story about the Chafetz Chaim, that also you see how one act that he did of Achnasas Oichim had an unbelievable impact on a certain person that wrote this uh, story. He, and I think you see another element of what an unbelievable character the Chafetz Chaim was. We know that the Chafetz Chaim had a yeshiva in Radin. And one of the Bechurim that learned there was found with some impure books that... Uh, that the yeshiva said under no conditions should someone have such of those books. They have a negative impact on the people there. And it was a known rule that it was forbidden to have those books. Whatever the books were, I don't even know. It doesn't say. So one of the people in charge of the dormitories, they went up to the Chafetz Chaim and they said, this boy, this this Bacho, Sulik, he has uh, such books that are asked to have here. So the Chafetz Chaim was in shock. What? Sulik is one of the best Talmudim over here. He answered a question on the Avni Nezel that no one could answer. We had a question on the Avni Nezel. For three days, everyone was working on an answer. He, he brought a brilliant answer. He's one of the best students over here. Can't be. So he came to Sulik and he said to him, the Chavetz Chaim said, How can it be? You're willing to give up an Olam Nitzchi, an internal life for 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 Stamma and Olam Over for, for this this lifetime over here that's in 70, 80 years, if you're lucky, 120 passes by. That's what you're doing. So, you know, I guess he had a bit of chutzpah in this, and he's writing about himself. And he said that he answered back to the Chavetz Chaim that uh, the world is bigger than just Radin. Radin was the city in which the, the yeshiva was, was residing in. So, the Chavetz Chaim said, that's it, you have to leave immediately. You have to leave tonight. You can't even sleep in the dormers in the yeshiva. You're out of here. In a nice way, but he was very, very stringent. And he was very uh, strong in what he... The, the Chafetz Chaim made it clear that you have to leave tonight. So Sulik goes, but please, uh, there's no more trains tonight. Can I stay one more night? He said, absolutely not. Please, Rabbi, can I stay one more night? He said, absolutely not. There's no way I'm letting you have... You can't risk the purity of the people around you. You have to leave tonight on the train. Oh, you have to leave the yeshiva. So, and 
the Chafetz Chaim closed that discussion he said it's over and desperately Sulik out of uh, desperation said Barabi the last train the last train left where am I going to sleep I have no place to sleep and suddenly the Chafetz Chaim turned back to look at him with a with a, a sparkle in his eyes and he said oh you have no place to sleep. He gave him a hug, and he said in Yiddish, like a guest has arrived to Radin, and he says, sure, you'll be my guest tonight. He gives him a hug, he kisses him, he says, come, come with me. And Chavetz Chaim was known to have almost nothing in his house, only the bare minimum. He had only one bed, he, that one bed that he had for him. He gave it to Sulik, and he himself didn't sleep. He sat and learnt, and when it was... Early in the morning, it was really, really cold and freezing. He took his only coat off of him, and he put it on Sulik. And this person, Sulik, wrote this whole letter. And in the letter, he said, I made sure not to sleep in one second that night. I pretended to sleep, but I didn't want to forget that moment that I was in the Chafetz Chaim's house. And I saw how much you really cared about me. And till today, it had such an effect on me, that till today, I feel the warmth of his coat on me. So why am I saying this story? First of all, because this is our Nekuda. You see, he did an act, the Chafetz Chaim, an act of Hachnas Asorchim, but he had such an effect on this kid that as a result, Sulik came back to go in the ways in the path of HaKadosh Bochu, and he became a, a, a big grab after from this, even though he was totally going off the derech. And second of all, look at the Chafetz Chaim. What a, what a character that he was able to wear two hats. One was being in charge of the yeshiva he couldn't risk other people's purity so he had to force him to kick him out but the second he was out of the yeshiva he still looked him looked at Sulik as a yid and he knew he had a responsibility to, to have guests over so he jumped at the opportunity of the big mitzvah just like Avraham Avinu did he had son that will be able to not only do the mitzvahs for their own mitzvah's sake like Achnas Asochim but were able to do them that will also have a positive ripple effect on others and will be zoichet to Pimheira v'yameinu to the Mashiach. Good Shabbos.